You know what else I can't get mad at? What can't you get mad at? Linderlyland's podcast! Oh, I sure can get mad at that. <laughs> In fact, I have before and I will again. Hell yeah, brother. Oh, we had the world's final happen this weekend. Uh, this is the second time that a world's final has gone to five games. Uh, <laughs> and What's the first? Uh, SKT versus uh, Samsung in 2016. Damn, it's I been think. a minute, huh? Yes. Uh, everything else has been a 3-0 or 3-1. Because those are the other two options. <laughs> and none of them have been remotely as close as uh, this one or that uh, the uh, SKT Samsung one. Mm-hmm. In general, like, I think this tournament definitely got saved by the top four. It, it was almost a disaster. It was it, like if if we had had one more uh three zero, I still would have called it a bad uh a bad tournament. But at this point it's like it's it's pretty normal. This is pretty okay. This is fine. I still want a fucking format change, but it was good. Pussy. By what? comparison. I don't know. I just burped and called you uh, something. I don't even know. <laughs> oh man. Especially since what? Apparently first oh sorry, go. Apparently we were a little bit, or at least I was a little bit too quick to judge, uh, mm-hmm. assuming that the T1 versus uh, Damwon series would have been the finals. A little, little bit too quick to judge on the trailer. Wait, you a... called this a 3-2. That's true. But even then, even though I called it a 3-2, uh, I didn't think it would be that close. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> If you didn't need to be that close, you would have been more in line with Dion, but yeah. All right. So uh let's start talking about what happened in the series. Uh this definitely became about uh first off, Jarvin. I, I was very right in that that the Jarvin was like huge for this champ select. It really put DK in a spot where they had to ban Jarvin because it it JJ's just so strong on it. And then it became about Kennen and graves in the top lane which is something i've been like waiting for to happen this entire bracket stage and it was yeah uh graves is a shared pick between both top laners uh con and Delandre. um it just seemed that Delandre was better um yeah he's, his graves is really really good yes but uh just in the series too uh, I think, what is it? Khan had a very bad performance on the Gwen. Um, I really think EDG started picking up um, Steam when they realized, oh, we can abuse uh, Khan in this 2v2 because Canyon's not going to show up here. And for the most part, they were they were right. Either Canyon didn't show up or uh, in the last game, uh, he didn't really have the agency to show up. He was uh, playing the Trundle. The in game one, they gave Khan Yasuo. <laughs> that is true. I don't know why we did this. I don't know who thought it was a good idea. But we give Khan Yasuo game one world's finals for what? <laughs> to counter graves? Didn't happen. Did not counter graves. Don't no. know. Don't know why Yasuo is a counter to graves specifically when I <sighs> People love to act like Windwall's this broken ability, but as soon as I see Windwall, I'm like, ah, I get to save my mana. <laughs> what? Ah, no button pressing. Understood, brother. Have a nice day. Like, it's so easy to beat Windwall because a lot of Yasuo players just feel like it's an unbeatable ability. But if you're a ranged champion and you stand like perp- perpendicular to it, like the wall's here and you're over here, you can just walk back and forth and keep hitting things. It's. You can also just insane. not press buttons for a little bit. Yeah, but yep. you're an AD carry. You ain't got that option. You just keep firing. I've beaten so many Yasuos just by like standing on the side of their wall and acting like. What are you gonna do? Stand inside of it? Good luck. They don't stand inside of it. That would work actually. So I mm-hmm. just, I I heavily question this pick. It, it. It. They don't have anything to combo with it either. They have a LeBlanc who does nothing, a Ziggs who can only use his satchel charge, which should be used on turrets, not really to give, uh, 
Yasuo an entry. Then they have Rakan, which is okay. Rakan's an okay support with it. But then you have mm-hmm. Zin Zhao, who needs to land three autos to get a knockup on one target. Yep. Um, I think actually, the his, ult, ult, his ult works, too. His ult works, too. It, it's the AoE knockback there. Um, It just didn't look like they had that great of a performance. I don't really know much else to say, but it felt very much like Khan specifically didn't have that great of a performance. The whole series, Khan was like really not performing that well. He was making a lot of mistakes. He was getting found a lot. I I didn't think that they would win. It, uh, EDG would beat them by exploiting Khan, but Khan sort of like let them do that. There wasn't mm-hmm. a lot that like Khan or Canyon really did that made me feel like they were in control or even better players. Like JJ and Flandre just... They were just better than their counterparts this entire series. Yeah. And they, they put so much more pressure on draft than I think anyone on uh DK did. Yeah, it was um it was really insane too. Like game four, uh JJ was basically running the jungle on the Viego, uh, into the talent that Canyon had. Um and after, of course, uh, stealing away his red, stealing away his top side, and a lot of times Canyon came back and was like, ah, well, my top side jungle's gone. Um he did convert it into a lead and actually got um, Flandre ahead and kept on, you know, just getting in the better of Canyon on the Talon. It didn't have, the Talon did not have that impact that they wanted this game. I I was really hoping that uh, DK had something a little bit more, uh, like, like some, some other new pick to bring up, but like nothing really, really happened, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, nothing really came up. They pulled out Malzahar in game two. Showmaker, Showmaker showed us how you win League of Legends. You don't, you don't need high skilled champions like Zed or LeBlanc or or Cassidy. No, 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 no. You lock in Malzahar and just turn off a champion for four seconds and watch what happens. Oh yeah, he was a huge threat, and people kept on. Um... In the later games, it was like, ah, yes, we're flashing to use everything to kill the Malzahar. Because they had to. They didn't have a proper response to it. Malzahar is, like... I think Malzahar is a sleeper OP in the game in general. I, I think in most most of the time, his ultimate is just so... Is such good utility, and he has so much damage that he can deal. Uh, Like, if you're on a wave, if you're, like, just in general in a bunch. Like, his, his E is a lot of damage. It's like 500 damage over time. And if he has a Rylize, you're slow. And it gives him mana on swaps. It, it, it's, I, I love Malzahar. It's the only way you can beat Faker. <laughs> uh, that is true. But also he had, um, just good enough lockdown, especially on Aurelia, which Flandre was playing. And, uh, I'm forgetting which counterpart that scout was playing in the mid lane. Uh, LeBlanc. LeBlanc. Yeah. Just good single target lockdown. So it's very hard to actually miss LeBlanc when you have him CC'd for like a good eight seconds, even with the invisibility. Yeah, Um, LeBlanc's uh, not that strong into uh, Malzahar because you can dodge like a third of her damage on her combo. And when she goes in, you can just press R and immediately turn her off. And you can silence her when she goes in, too, so she can't jump back. And you have more time to CC her. They were running Leona with it, which is really good. Uh, You can run Jin for more CC combo. She still can't jump back. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think they comboed pretty good with uh, Kiana, right? Where they would grab somebody, ult them with Malzahar. Kiana comes in, jumps onto them, ults them into the wall for a chain. Mm Mm-hmm. And also just to deny people from walking through those little choke points that you'd have to get from the jungle into the river. Uh, there was a lot of times that it hit someone else on the back end, even though they wouldn't, um, you know, die. It would just buy more time. The... Malzahar, I can turn a 1v1 into a 2v1 in four seconds flat. <laughs> just stand there real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I guess it showed up. The series did show up, uh, especially like DK Khan getting the first initial win uh, on the Graves. Uh, I believe that was either game two or game three. Uh, the first Graves? Yes, the first it's Graves that he game played. Two. Game two. Uh, Sean, yeah, K- Sean has it. 
Oh, no, no, no. It's in game one. Fight, er, Flange ran in game one on Graves. No, no, no. When uh, Khan had Graves. Because Khan uh, had a win on Graves, yeah, too. Yeah, game two, yeah. yeah okay. Game two, all right. I misheard you. <laughs> um... What is it? Uh, Canyon taking the trundle in game five. Uh, didn't it? Didn't feel like a Canyon <laughs> champion. It didn't. Oh my god, the trundle! It it really didn't do anything. Uh, I, I I don't know how they stalled this game out that long. It's it's ridiculous to me that they were able to stall the game out. This comp is why I feel like no. No game of League of Legends can function without a marksman. No, Graves is not a marksman. No, no, no. If you were telling me Graves is a marksman, you don't understand League of Legends. Like, nope. <laughs> like, there's no, there's no range DPS for anything to happen here. Your range DPS is Syndra or Ziggs, and both of them suck. Like, Ziggs is poke and Syndra's target for like. <sighs> you need that, like Caitlyn, that Jinx, that Vayne. You need something to just give nor like straight damage. Even like Jin, who's really big shot heavy, it it's the range is what does it. His ult is what makes him crazy. It it's just you need that. And they don't have it mm. here. Um I think Ghost uh Ziggs has shown up enough times to demonstrate like how good it can be. Uh what really happened is like getting locked out, getting like that many ocean drakes just Put a DK on the back foot because all of your damage is coming from poke. If it gets like healed up even a little bit, it, like that's not a good time. Um, getting the ocean soul into that composition that just kind of ends it because it's like, all right, yeah, you can do a lot of damage, but you're still not bursting people. Uh, you're still a one profile composition. The graves isn't really going to do too much if it gets locked down and just killed. Um, even like a null magic mantle has an insane amount of value along with that ocean drake it's yeah it's when you're regening health resistance becomes uh, a lot more valuable because you're getting extra turns on the resistance to, for the damage uh it like i just i don't when you play ziggs you need to be able to cycle through towers Basically, yes. if you play Ziggs and you don't fully kill two turrets before 14 minutes, you've kind of <laughs> failed on your Ziggs play. Yes, but even that, uh, they uh, they were able to get the early tower. Like, they traded, like, one for one in towers initially. But it's also, a Flandre got a kill insanely early. Well, for and sure that... it doesn't fall until 14 minutes. Mm -hmm. So... You need to be taking down turrets with this. You need like they got the herald uh, at eight forty four, mm -hmm. and then yes. they don't take down a turret until fourteen twenty six. No, the the herald should have came down earlier, and with the zigs like that should have probably just taken a turret immediately. Um, but also like, Flandre got an insane early game. Uh, he got the one kill on Khan. Uh, JJ comes around and they get a second kill on Khan top lane, and then he gets a big uh ultimate just in the mid game, and just wipes through Damwon because they your Ziggs can't really move that far, your Cinder can't really move that far, uh, your Trundle can't move that far. <laughs> There's a real heck of mobility. You clump up in front of that cannon. He's He's gonna do a lot of damage. Uh, yeah, and then after like Flandre started showing up to the fights, it kind of seemed like an open and shut uh, case. Uh, Barrel wasn't able to clear out enough wards. Um, it's just that massive damage that uh, Cannon's able to deal, and they were able to use it and convert it into more dragons, more kills, and keep the game snowballing in their favor. Cannon, I thought that this entire series was going to come down to who could get Cannon because I didn't feel like Graves was that strong, and mm -hmm. I thought Cannon was a good answer into it. But like watching these teams play around Cannon Ultimate was absolutely fucking crazy because Cannon would go in and then everyone's gone. 
Nobody's in the canon alt anymore. And I'm just like, how the fuck do you play canon when everyone's this this good, this quick? Every time I it, had to play canon, everyone just stands there waiting for me to kill them. It's just too easy. And these guys are gone. They're no, they're like, they're not stacked up at all. It's a miracle if you can get two people in a canon alt in this game. Mm-hmm. But getting two people in the canon ult during that game is still massive. Yeah. Oh my, that is the highest impact ultimate that, well, I guess maybe that's not as high as a five-man impact, but given, like, the level that they're playing at, that's still a pretty high impact ultimate. He's constantly locking down, like, two people to just get CC changed. And Ghost was having a great performance, too. I I guess I give, like, a lot of uh, credit to Flandre and JJ, but, like, Scout and Ghost were still having a good time. They were able to convert as well. Uh, yeah, definitely in their wins, I felt like uh, Scout and Ghost were doing pretty good, but still, Han and Canyon, eh. Yeah. Um, it was a good series. It did go all the way to five games, and it did feel like everyone was playing at a high level. It's just, uh, I'm a little sad. I wanted damn want to win. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted Canyon and Showmaker to be, like, you know, the best mid-jungle duo. Uh, Why? Why? Why did you want that? Out of curiosity. Uh, I always... I, I'm I'm a bit biased towards Korea. Yes, but why? <laughs> uh, I'm for an explanation. <laughs> um, They felt like they... Their series against T1 was, like, such a good series that it felt like, by comparison... Uh, they were they just were better than EDG. Um, that wasn't uh the case. The series that doesn't explain uh, why you wanted it though. Um, well, I wanted it. Yeah, why yeah, do you, you want? Said, all right, you said you wanted to them to be the best, and I'm asking what you know what? Fuck it, it doesn't matter. Next topic, <laughs> keep going. Next topic, keep going. So, uh. <laughs> One thing that came out of this series is that Flandre is the only non-Korean solo laner to win Worlds since 2012. Jesus. The last really? one was... Ah, oh, shit. I just looked up the, t- the roster. I forget who TPA's top one is. Holy shit. That is an insane stat, actually. Yeah, it's, it's sort of crazy that China requires Korean solo laners to win Worlds. I mean... That's wonky. Jeez, uh, it was. It's his name is Stanley. Stanley. Yeah. Stanley in the top lane. Stanley, the guy with the Mundo skin. Wow. That's a really, that's a goaded name, actually. Flat Stanley, word to my guy. <laughs> mhm. Yep. Uh. Boys was the last non-Korean mid laner to win worlds. Uh, yeah. That's the Korean soul inner dominance is crazy. It absolutely is. Um, they do well in most environments that they wind up in. I'd say. Well, they either end up in a Korean team, which is SKT or Samsung, and then uh, a Chinese team, which there's only been two Chinese teams that have won. Or well, okay, there've been three Chinese teams that have won now. With EDG. Now, I think it's actually notable that there have been three different Chinese teams that have won Worlds uh, in mm-hmm. the last four years. Yeah. Uh, and there have only been three Korean teams that have won Worlds since 2012. New mm-hmm. dominant region, question mark? It, it just... I, I think that that is... Like, everybody says that, like, China's probably going to have a lot more of the best players because they have what 80 million uh players and everywhere the rest of the world for league of legends is 20 million that's a rough estimate uh so it it's hard to like i'm I'm waiting for them to finally find some solo laners who are able to keep up with the korean solo laners because it's still like they just don't do it like did any of the teams at worlds this year besides uh EDG have non-Korean solo laners? Like, I don't think so. Well, I, 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 sorry, I mean the Chinese teams. 
Remember? Because FPX doesn't. I hate how slow the freaking wiki loads because there's just so much crap. Uh, oh no, RNG did actually. They had Jahoo and Cryan. And then LNG, LNG did too actually. Yeah, they had Ale and Icon, but they were running. Uh, they had Tarzan in the jungle. He's the only Korean on the roster. I still always think that that's that streamer. That's Tarzan. Yeah, I know. It always confuses me though because I'm dumb. But yeah, we're, so we're starting to see it where they find soul laners who are able to compete uh, at an international level. Uh, I just pray for the day where uh, regions mean a thing again and we stop having all these imports to other regions. I just want that to be a thing. I'm tired of all the EU players in NA. <laughs> There's always going to be some of them. But I, yeah, but Team Liquid is an entirely non... In, non uh, not non-resident, but like... Like I don't think anybody on TL next year is gonna be born in the born from the USA or Canada. Because Canada, yeah. Canada counts as NA. Let's not disrespect the Canadian goons. What is it? It's Bjergsen, Whippo inspired. Uh... It's on the notes sheet or on the topic sheet. Whippo, Santorum, Bjerg, Hansama, Core JJ. Hansama and Core JJ. Hansama from Rogue. It's Hansama. Wait, hold up. He's from EU. I don't know what country. So yeah, it's kind of a segue into our next one, or next topic, but I like when like you have that sort of nationalism behind the teams. Like It feels more like there's a, there's a bit more of a stakes on it, and you're not just playing for money. Like It, it feels like an organization is. It feels it's, like you have a little bit more regional pride. Yeah, it's and like you'd be like, ah, yes, North America is doing it. Like we've our homegrown team. Yeah, but even if, okay, but compete. you both know that right now that wouldn't even Shut if it was up. all homegrown, no, don't, we wouldn't don't, don't even a little bit. Oh god! But it's like it's like when you watch the Olympics and you go like, say you want to watch curling. Uh, you're not <laughs> curling. Don't you dare! Yeah, I said gamer, dude. Yeah. Uh. And you, you want to be like, hey, I want to watch curling. If you're from the U.S., you're like, all right, let's go watch the U.S. curling games when they're on. Mostly because that's easily available because they broadcast most of the U.S. content to us. And they might not broadcast, like, Germany versus uh, France or Russia or something. But they'll definitely broadcast the U.S. games. So it's easier to watch. But also, like, you can, you can root for them blindly. You don't have to know who they are. You just, sure, why not? And that's that's what I, like... That's why I'm sort of looking forward to Riot working with the Olympics to get League in there. But logistically, I'm just Are like... Are they actually going to do that? They're... Uh, well, okay. Right now, the Asian Games has a fully medaled... Uh, uh, the hell? A sport for uh, League of Legends and a bunch of other esports. Uh, one of them is FIFA. I don't fucking know. Oh, the GBA 99 video where it was like, no, oh, no, no, yes. no, 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 no. China loves soccer. But like, but like, it's the video game FIFA, which is pay to win. Mm. Which is, oh, sorry. It's pay to maybe win. That's what it is. It, it's pay to compete at a high level. Yes. <laughs> yeah, obviously, hope. you need some level of skill as well, but you also need to pay. But like, and hope that your chances are good enough or that you're able to find an EA representative. So, just yeah. simply give you it for a certain amount of money. So they're trying to like springboard off of the Asia games to uh, the Olympics to get the Olympics to make esports more of a thing. I'm not totally sure like at all how this is going or how it will work into the schedule or what. But like I I don't want to the, the world the, the international schedules all fucking suck. It's 11 months from season start to world's finals. And I'm just, it, it's a lot. It, it yes. is a lot. There's, it, it makes it so that covering, especially minor leagues and stuff is basically pointless because as at the same time that minor leagues are running, so are the professional leagues. So if you want to cover like relevant content, nobody's going to watch minor league content when they can watch major league content 
So unless they're specifically looking for it. So mm -hmm. I can't do, I can't really spend any of my time looking at uh, Academy stuff because nobody cares. Nobody, nobody would care if I made pieces about Academy. Like even the, the few pieces that Travis Gafford makes, I'm damn sure they get less views than his interviews with Faker. You can just go Bruce check and... that. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> now, there's but more, there's I... more to it than view count. I get the. I mean, just, yeah, obviously the... we don't have like engagement stats, but we can still see views. Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I, I just worry how this will affect the schedule. I'm not against it being in the Olympics. I, it, in fact, I would find it hilarious to watch all the uh, old boomers being like, "Why are video games in my Olympics?" It's just I, the schedule, man. The schedule is horrific right now, and mm -hmm. you know what? This actually might be the best thing that could possibly happen because having the Olympics behind uh, moving these players around internationally would probably make it easier in general to do this. But I know the Olympics couldn't help a lot of countries with uh, COVID problems because I don't think... I think Vietnam still had problems with the Olympics. And Vietnam still has problems mm -hmm. with uh, League because they still haven't competed in two years. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do, you, what do you guys think about uh, League of Legends at the Olympics? I mean, it would be interesting, but NA would get fucking dumpstered so fast. Yeah. I, be so, wait, wait. I, I find that to be wrong because there will be so many other teams from other nations that wouldn't, that probably wouldn't be anywhere close. Well, I'm not saying they would lose to like some random ass country, right? That doesn't like have like strong pro representatives, but I'm just mean like of the nations we would expect to see perform well, mm -hmm. or of the areas of the world we would expect to perform well, right? Like you're gonna see the Danish team is about to be disgusting. <laughs> oh yeah, like, it's about to be heinous. Denmark's the Korean team is the Korean team. The Chinese team is the Chinese team. Like what are we gonna do, bro? Like. We can't even beat like two Danish dudes, let alone five dog. Like we're down. We can't even use the Danes to beat the Danes, bro. We're down bad. Like, like what? Like we obviously we would beat a bunch of countries because we are still like not awful, but like we wouldn't. We probably wouldn't medal. I don't know. I think it's gonna come down to bracket, depending on where we medal. No, I, I follow Matt with this one. Also, like China's representatives, uh, throwing back to that stat that you're talking about, how there hasn't been a uh, winning team without a Korean laner since 2012. What is China going to do, too? Because their roster is going to have Flandre, and then I can't think of another laner. Zhao went top, didn't he? Zhao is a top laner for uh, RNG, if I remember correctly. Currently, he could probably roll swap back. I don't uh, think so. They could run Maybe, but Kryan. it doesn't really matter that bad. I'm sure they could find one dog. Like the, they, there yeah. are 16 mid laners Wasn't in starting like... positions in the LPL, and they're all Korean. Not all of them. No, I I literally went over the fact that there. Are, oh, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My there, there are like five uh, uh, Chinese uh, soul laners. Like they would probably run Kryon. Is the shy Chinese? No. Nah, he's Korean. I don't know where he's from. He's Korean. This is the first time he's a solo later who won World. True, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> Japan is also their no, roster. They're, running, they're running three Koreans on that roster. Yeah. Japan's also gonna have trouble. Uh it would be interesting to see what basically is gonna happen is that we're gonna see a couple high level European players. And basically the Liga and what is it, the champions? I'm well, forgetting no, what the, the European Olympics series has so come from. It wouldn't be a random EU roster. It would be country to country. Yeah. Like the Danish like they're roster not taking the, the best, best They're not taking the best of the European players. They're taking the best players from Denmark, the best players from Germany, the, mm -hmm. well, right? Like that's how the Olympics works. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that uh, the EU, uh, the EU, I believe it's the Challenger Series? Championship. Uh, Championship. Cha no, it's not Challengers. It's... What are you? Uh, what are we? What, who's smoking dope? What's <laughs> so there's basically like a minor league in EU where it's uh, a lot of the teams tend to be like regular teams that play together. That is how League of Legends currently functions, basically. Mm 
So, like, the Mad Lions roster originally came uh, from Spain. Uh, yes. Yeah, like, the Mad Lions org. So, like, there would be a lot of teams that... from Europe that would still be competing at, like, relatively... Well, at Europe, a relative level. Europe has the ERLs, which is national-based leagues. Oh, um, yeah, we'd get smacked by a lot of, like, yeah, some of them. Of I mean, them, the yeah. Danes would probably no. still smack every other, like... Well, they, the oh, Danes yeah. have a whole roster in the LEC and LCS, so, you know... <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, I the think Danes are the dirty. Danes, the Spanish, mm. maybe Germany, or maybe France, we'd have to watch out for them. I don't think any other uh, nation in Europe is all that scary. What I'll say... Not just about our chances of winning, because I'm kind of over it. I've accepted the fact that we're going to get shit rocked. Um, is I do think that it is a good thing if it is included. I think the more mainstream esports become, and obviously esports since you and I have started watching esports, Anthony, uh, it's become a lot more mainstream than it used to be. Uh, but even still, putting it in the Olympics, I think, is a good way to add a level of sort of social acceptability to it as like not necessarily like a guaranteed career path but just the same way you would think about like athletes in general mm -hmm. uh and honestly that may help us get better as a region right the more we can just be like okay like this is a legitimate thing we can invest in it like as soon as shit like the olympics is on the line and international prestige matters to a nation like we're gonna start investing so much Pump money, money. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. we're gonna be and it's gonna be completely different you know what i mean like mm -hmm. I'm just scared. I mean, also, it might not, right? But it'll happen. If it goes to the Olympics, it might not happen in North America, but it'll happen somewhere, right? And that's yeah. still good for the game. I, I don't think there's a negative to putting it in the Olympics, besides the scheduling issues. Uh, like, I just don't think there's... Like, there's nothing to lose here for Riot. Like, what what goes wrong? We have a bad tournament. Anybody remember IEM? Yeah. <laughs> that shit was awful. You want to wait 15 minutes between champ select and game start? Oh, boy. Oh, I hated that so much. I just think it would be good for the sport, right? Because yeah. you get more people all over the world with eyes on it, more level of acceptability, right? Like, it's hard to say that something that's in the Olympics isn't respectable as a sport. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Even if you don't personally like it, it's hard to be like, it's not even a sport, bro. Like, it's just, all right, dog. Yeah, because we've seen a Cry lot about of... it. Yeah, because we've seen a, a lot of people who've, like, won tournaments, like Buka from uh, Fortnite, like, kind of wind up on tv and get ridiculed a little bit I mean, yeah and it, there's no guarantee it'll work right like magic the gathering used to be on espn but like that doesn't mean it was it Texas worked csgo <laughs> was on tbs yeah but you know yeah. it could still get some people more eyes on the sport more eyes on the sport opinions potentially more players more social acceptability more pathways for you know improving the league right i'm i'm more looking forward I'm I'm looking forward to it being more of a more of a like a thing at the high school level maybe cuz I would have loved to actually like play League of Legends mostly competitively in high school. It it would have been so much more interesting to play the game that way back then, but I don't know. The kid it's just, Oh, trying to learn the Korean style back in 2012 or 2013 would have been ridiculous. Uh, yes, don't do anything until 40 minutes, and then win. Alright, we have a 7 minute invade of blue buff, then we sit there and farm. Actually, I wonder if it would be, like, old basketball, where, like, it's amateur only. Like, uh, up until the late 80s, early 90s, we, we weren't allowed to send professional NBA players to the Olympics. Uh, we could only send people who did not compete for money, right? Just like the fucking Miracle on Ice shit. So, like, if it's like that, we wouldn't even be seeing, like, a Bjergsen roster in the Olympics, you know? It's not clear how it would work, obviously, but it would be interesting to see, because if it was amateurs, we would certainly get smacked up. But, you know, <laughs> it would be it would be interesting for sure. I don't think it being amateurs only would... uh have much to do with league or league with north america's success rate uh just just saying no and certainly not <laughs> however you know what i'm saying it, could, it would just be interesting to see yeah uh, how it worked out if you just bar the top tier players i i just I, I don't think there's enough players in general to really do that 
it would only seek to bring you would get down... college kids because that's who we used to send to play these sports yeah, yeah, that, was amateur exactly, players and college kids that's exactly what would happen at least but in the US. that would be interesting because it would in some prince in some sense potentially incentivize more colleges to invest more in esports programming if in the same way they invest in other other things that are olympic potential or professional potential right like it could it could it won't necessarily but it could lead to more like investment in that way which i think is interesting that might have made my life a lot easier actually i was working really hard at college to like get a bunch of bullshit done for the the esports club and the league club and the game club it was yeah but if it's so like okay bullshit. like some of these people could go to the Olympics, yeah, then yeah. the school's going to invest way more money into it because it's really good for the school to pump out Olympians, even if it's pumping them out in League of Legends. <laughs> <laughs> we pumped out 155 Olympians last year. These are all for video games. You're goddamn right. You're goddamn right, bro. Our siege. Our siege. <laughs> undefeated. Our league. Undefeated. Our StarCraft. Somehow still relevant and undefeated. <laughs> Our Overwatch team was uh, top four in the collegiate season, or top eight in the Wow, that's impressive season. for a dead game that I love and play all the time. Yeah, you didn't know that. You should talk to Dion about them. Oh boy, was that a fiasco. I've heard some things. Oh, They were not necessarily positive. <laughs> I don't think I had anything positive to say about them. All right. That's enough about the Olympics. Uh, I think we all would like to see it, if only because it would probably make doing things with the East. I might actually better. watch the Olympics, Poggers. I, don't know, I love watching <laughs> curling, actually. Would esports be summer or winter? I have no idea. That's the question I'm asking. Regardless, it's indoors. If it's summer, listen, if it's summer and they do an outside tournament, I'm literally flipping a shit, dude. Oh my Those God. outside tournaments are dog shit, and I don't understand why anybody does them. You ever heard XQC talk about the one Overwatch tournament he went to that was outside? Every time he got peaked, his game froze because the PC was overheating in the sun. There was no shade. And they were because they were on a V-shaped stage, and he, his team, Team Canada, was looking into the sun, and the enemy team was in the shade. So the enemy team, he couldn't see his monitor, and his game was over, his PC was overheating, and his game was freezing. If we do it summer and it's outside, I actually I lose my mind. I would have refused to play if that was like, I can't see my computer's freezing. Like, no. There was some outdoor CSGO tournament a few years ago that got canceled just because it started raining. And like, it rained for like a week. And they were just like, oh, yeah, we can't do the tournament. <laughs> like, we don't have an indoor venue. Like, <laughs> like even when they did the uh, the spring finals at that, uh, that theater for NA. Oh, yeah. Uh, they they had them in these like booths, but apparently the booths were really rickety. Bad. Just have it inside. I I think yeah. were, I think that that was the only place they could have it in a stadium at the time because that was during COVID. Yeah, fair, but still, you know what I mean. I would. In general, tournaments should not be outdoors. <laughs> I mean, what I would have done is I would have had uh, the Pentacle performance there. And maybe do the analyst desk show there and then have the players playing from the studio. I don't, I, don't, I guess do, having, like, you only need to have the stadium on if you're doing it at all at the stadium. Whereas if you edit up both, you need to do both and it's a bit of a thing. But it's more work, definitely. But I would have preferred it if they split it up like that. If only because I feel like the players got to be more comfortable indoors. But with the perks light thing and everyone complains that it's cold all the time and. <laughs> Jensen was really like, hey, we need the fans back because it's too freaking cold in the, in the uh, arena. Uh, that was the funniest interview I've seen in a while. Alright, let's talk about uh, the hell on earth that is North American roster moves. Oh, I'm so excited for this one, bud. Yay! Can you hear the pain in my voice or should I make it more clear? Do we want to start Wait. off with Doubleth and Jensen? I know, they're all the way at the bottom. Yes. Like, okay. The rumor has it that Doublelift is coming back to North America. You mean like I said? You mean like I said last week and you said, no, that's some fuck shit, Matt. You're a fucking idiot. Bro, I called it. That's well, all I'm saying. If he comes back, I called it and you cannot tell me I didn't. I Here's the problem is I think he has one team that he can go to. Which team? Nine. He's not going to TL. Probably not going to TSM. Uh, Jensen or Jensen. 
uh, EG still has uh, Danny. Uh, he's not going to CLG. He's not going to any of the bottom five teams. I can guarantee you that. No shot, dude. And no. he spent uh, too much time on CLG for that. Yeah, I don't see 100 Thieves dropping five FBI. I actually can't believe you didn't jump on my CLG disc, but fair enough. Uh, so I the the only place I can see him landing is Cloud Nine. That that is the only team that I think has a spot for him to go to, unless is EG... is Ven's leaving? Right, I don't remember. We have no idea, but <laughs> I don't know what his contract is either. Uh, but it's the only spot that he hasn't been to previously and have a bad uh, a bad relationship with is a top team that competes for the title and world spots and world championship. <laughs> uh, couldn't say that with a straight face. Uh, Fuck and, you. <laughs> and they're also the only team that doesn't have a star that is very probably staying. EG is the only other team that could possibly change their roster but if eg gets rid of danny it's the dumbest roster move i've ever seen and i watched tsm mm. get rid of double open biofrost i watched that happen with my own two eyes yeah and then they brought it back several years later wasn't it no they still no. they've never brought that back oh whoa, yeah. oh oh the double bio yes they have they did that's how they won yeah. in 2020 yeah okay with, with the with the good old bot lane duo they still don't <sighs> I'm mad. They probably could have got Haunter, but getting Sven from C9 would have been a, would have been tricky. Wait, was he on C9 then? I don't know. I think it was on EG. It would have still would have been tricky. Sven, which Sven? Sven Skarin or Sven? Sven? Skarin. By the way, did you see uh, what Vulcan did when Double Up was streaming? He was duoing with him. He he DM'd in the client Double Up said, "Did you see Jack's message? Oh shit, wrong chat." <laughs> 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 While he was on stream. <laughs> Double Lift posted a video of uh, that just says Double Lift joins Cloud9. I know, I saw. It was the funniest shit. The subreddit was like, oh my god, what the fuck? I liked all the, the first minute he was like, did you get your C9 jersey yet? And he's like, yeah, I got it for the photo shoot. What about it? <laughs> uh, the offseason is sometimes fun. Sometimes it's horrific. This is crazy. We still don't know what's really going on here. Right. Uh, so, yeah, let's talk about TL real quick. TL, this is a pretty pretty confirmed roster. Uh, if this doesn't happen, I'll be pretty surprised. Uh, the It's just everyone's saying it. TL normally has their roster down pretty early, and we got like a week and a half before True. signing, so I'm pretty sure this is it. But TL's roster is Bwipo, Santorin, Bjergsen, Hans, Sama, Kor, JJ. Jesus Christ. I don't want to watch this roster. It's scary. It can either be the best roster ever or the most insane. Or it's going to break city. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Bjerg and Bwipo coming back are kind of questions. Santorin still... Uh, what do you mean? Oh, Bjerg not... and Santorin can play together again. That went so well for TSM. That's we, we great. We a title on it, I think. Yeah, uh, I am. What do we go? say? Not then... as far as Cloud9. That's right. My fault. That was? <laughs> ever? Mm-hmm. Also, Santorin's been. I hope Santorin's health issues clear up. I would be sad. Yeah, I mean, you know, I like to make fun of Santorin just because he was on both of your guys' teams, and I like to make fun of you guys. But obviously, it's always bad when a player is injured. <laughs> Wait, what team was he on of Haymonts? FlyQuest for like ever? Yeah. Oh, he right. was. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for one What the fuck? Did you not remember that? <laughs> I completely forgot that. I forgot that. He got second twice on that team, didn't he? Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. He like popped off. Yeah. I forgot that happened. Okay. I only ever said he didn't pop off just to fuck with Haymon. <laughs> that was the time when people were like, oh shit, wait a minute. He's a good jungler after that H2K stint that he, he had in the year. Yeah, but he had like, you know, there was some time in between having, because he went back to EU and I hadn't seen him, right? Like, yeah. H2K had like their worst season ever. Which and... isn't his fault, but you know. No. <laughs> No, it isn't. But he came back and people were like, oh, he can pop off. Wait a minute. Anyhow, uh, Bjerg's coming back to the mid lane, uh, which is interesting. Actually, I don't, I don't like think that's it. not too bad. Uh, <laughs> you just hate to see Bjergsen on that TSM? Yeah. Goddamn right. 
we're gonna see how that goes through. Hans, imagine, court- dude. Ima- sorry to cut you off, Elon. Imagine if Bjergsen goes to TO, they get the title, and TSM is like bottom three. Like, imagine how angry not, you would be. That's not <sighs> impossible. I know. Imagine how mad you would be, though. I. Uh... Uh-huh. I, I don't think I have ever wanted TSM to beat Team Liquid more. Mm-hmm. Not never in my life have I wanted TSM to absolutely clown on a team this hard. On God, brother, that's gonna be super hard, especially when uh, well, Whippo Earl swapping back. I think he's still gonna be a good top laner. Like I don't. What did he play before? Jungle. Mm-hmm. Only for a split though. And a world, all right, in a world's tournament. What's the next roster, Doug? Alright. Ah. Next up, we have TSM. It's confirmed 100% that Spoony and Speaker are both staying. Uh, Thank God for you. It is rumored that Tactical will be coming in as their AD carry. Uh, we do not know what is happening with their m- mid lane or support at the moment. Um, Good luck with Tactical. Speaker's always mm-hmm. good. Good luck with Hooney. Hooney's good when he has good teammates. We know that. <laughs> yes. Look at the pain on Anthony's face. <laughs> Do you need us to swap off this topic? Sure. I honestly don't have much to say besides I'm scared for tactical. Well, uh, you don't want him or? No, I don't want tactical. Who's your mid laner going to be? Oh, no fucking no. Unlucky. Uh, Sounds like a skill issue. I think, I think there's a rumor. I think I, think I closed the sheet. There's a rumor about who it is, but I don't know. What's the rumor? I don't remember who it is. It, it's it's not a known player. It's not a well known player. It it's somebody from either an ERL or academy. From where? Yeah. European Regional League. Okay. Real shame about that sword art, huh? Real why, shame. I don't know why we bothered. Why did we bother? Six million dollars uh, for what? Okay. Middling results and no chance in no world spot. <laughs> EG. This is uh, the only master move rumored around EG. Uh, I don't. I th- there's been some chatter about Svenskarin, but I don't think there's been anything super concrete. Uh, oh. Jensen coming in in the mid lane is. To EG? Yes. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to ADC. Well, they have Han Summon now. Oh, true. You think he's mad? Considering his other option is probably not playing, yes. So yeah, you, th- you think he's salty that he's not even ADC for TL? I guess I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know what happened with the Jensen AD carry thing. Uh, mm-hmm. it might have been that they got lucky to get Han Sama. Uh, but it also might have been that everyone on the team is like, "Hey, can we not put Jensen as AD carry? That'd be that'd be great." That's true. And again, yeah, Han Sama is a great AD carry. Like yeah. he's demonstrated that during the Rogue uh, versus Damwon series and in Group A, even though unfortunately um, Rogue went out. Oh yeah, we're talking about EG getting Jensen, replacing Jizuke. Uh, I think it's a little weird considering how like how much a face of the org Jizuke was becoming. You know. Yeah. And I, I really think his contract's up. Uh, I think Jizuke was. Well, he he was unstable as always, but it felt like he was getting a little better. Um, Their strategy they, was to play to Jizuke's, uh, like, go deep, don't stop uh, play style. And it was kind of working for them towards the end. It showed how good it could be, and then it also showed how bad it could be. Um, don't forget that time that both Jizuke's defense Garen were diving a tier 2 turret. Uh, with nobody around them. Uh, and do not also forget the classic Jizuke on Lucian. I will go in and I will die to the turret instead. Um, gamer moment, gamer moment, gamer moment. Sometimes it is hard to 1v1 uh, the champion when there's an actual turret protecting them. Um, go figure. So, hopefully Jensen has i i don't think that jensen has as much upside like i think jensen performs in the playoffs and i think that's probably what they're going for um but during the regular season jensen didn't look that great and i expect him not to look that great during this regular season either i think he's just a, a much more consistent uh, upgrade over jizuka just don't give him azonias 
Oof. Unfortunately, he has to go to shop and he probably has to buy that item most of the time. So I don't I don't really understand why Jensen might be headed to a, a gap here because it feels like TSM should also be interested in him. They don't have a mid laner and I don't see why we would bring up an, a new mid laner when Jensen's available. And probably would do it. Like, yeah. I don't see a reason why Jensen wouldn't want to go to TSM. Unless he has some bad relationship with them that I don't know about, that no one has hinted at. Like, it just doesn't make sense. That, that would have gotten leaked. Like, if um, there was beef, it would have been leaked. Like, we know that. Um, I don't know. I guess TSM's currently gambling a little bit, which I, I don't That's completely... Stupid. <laughs> it's like yes it might work but also just you could pick up jensen who you know is like pretty good and then also tsm i guess they just want to keep hovering echo against jensen instead of you know, which they can't do if he's on their team but that is true instead it would have to be jensen hovering echo all the time and that would just make tsm scared because <laughs> they saw what happened if i ever mm -hmm. get in a game against jensen i need to i need to hover echo all the time it's never gonna happen you're Actually, never gonna get any. I might get. I might get into a show match of some kind randomly. Who knows? It have to be Unlucky. several years down the line. Not that far. <laughs> if I go, they do like they do this shit all the time. If you like go to in-person events, they'll have a few of the pros around. To like they'll do one v ones or they'll do uh, mixed five v fives or something. Yeah, but if you disrespect Jensen with the echo hover, you're gonna get your ass clapped out with body <laughs> by Jensen. <laughs> Come get me. <laughs> You're gonna see him all of a sudden just pull out the cologne bottle and just place it on the table. Hey, look, uh, I'll, I'll just put it this way: I haven't lost a one v one since 2014. Uh, How many have you been in? Eh, a few dozen. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, How many of them were against randoms on the internet that were shit talking? Absolutely zero. <laughs> I who would were they never. Against? I would never actually just one v one some rando who gave me shit. No, fuck you. You're not worth. Who are they time. against? Uh, uh, people in the club, the okay. friend group. <laughs> I actually, I don't think I've one v one people in like a year. The last person I beat was Doug. Uh, hmm. You couldn't beat me, huh? You could never beat me. You're one of the few people, well, not the few people, but like you're one of the people that I would likely play a one v one against that would probably beat me. If well, not probably, but like you, you have the, I have one of the a highest shot. problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, uh, Tony could if he wanted to. Uh, Tony would have to focus and not get mad if he like got down early. Yeah. Yeah. I don't Tony know. would have to get a cannon minion. That's what would have to happen. Tony Doug, would have to have the cannon not die in his lane. Uh, Doug, Doug can, but I don't know. I think I. I, don't I think know. I can clap you out, and then no runes, no items, zillion first to a hundred farm. Can't not have runes. Okay, the fake runes like some guardian shit or something useless, <laughs> and then you just run zillion straight into the ground, Last run it down Aram. Last hit only, first to 100, no items. Look, I'm just saying, if I ever beat Faker in a 1v1, I would never, never stop talking. To be clear, it's also, it's it's auto attacks only for that. You can't even throw yes. bombs at the waves. It's the classic Zillion mirror. <laughs> oh, man. I just want a 1v1 Faker. I want to prove that I'm better. All right, what's next? Okay. I will win one game and then never play League of, oops, never play League of Legends again. What's CLG's roster! Right, Counter you, logic. You got contracts, Palafox, Luger, and Poom. Luger and Poom are a duo from Hunter Thieves Academy last year. Mm -hmm. I remember the name Poom. Yes, uh, yeah, he Poom played went briefly. Straight, straight from like in three months from uh, Challenger to LCS. Mm -hmm. Bit of a and gamer, I hear. It was okay. It was contracts fine. isn't bad when you know he's on. He's been on pretty well in the past. I don't know if it's gonna. I don't know. Like, I just don't know about CLG anymore. I, I can, I feel like I can always trust CLG to find a way to throw. Yeah, but this time it's, it's, there's a very low bar here. What did you say, Anthony? <laughs> you mean 10th place? It, can it go lower, Heymon? They might invent a new spot called the CLG that's three or four <laughs> below 10th, and they vacate 10th place and we're gonna, give. We're gonna oh, double so the like a real, a spot that's a really cap. <laughs> We're going to double that's... the lead size, but it's like all the other teams are bots and CLG's still going to drop a game to the bot. No, I'm kidding. Oh, God! A spot that's really counter logic. Uh, I'm kidding. I apologize. <laughs> Don't Jeez, apologize to Hotshot. He deserves it. 
Hot Shot's cool. He dyed his hair pink one time because he lost a game or something. He lost yeah. a bet to uh, Reggie. To Reggie, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, did they? I think I heard that they he got a forced like, Afro to learn support instead of AD carry. Oh, the CL, the CLG roster. I think they it's got not. their entire co- coaching staff. Oh, uh, their GM's different. I don't know about the rest of it. Okay, I right. know that they're still keeping Finn. If I, I. I Think do you Finn's think this is going to help options. them? No. I think, I'm pretty sure Finn's exploring options. I don't know okay. if they're keeping Finn. Finn's under contract, but I don't think they're keeping do him. Do you think this is going to help, Anthony? It can't hurt. It can't hurt. Um, the, the, but like how, if you expect to see an improvement, do you think it would be a substantive one or like a minor improvement? Anything's better than 10th place, Matt. I don't... like I. I cannot say whether this will will or will not be better. do you think it will put the middle of the pack instead of 10th no do you think it'll put them eighth or ninth instead of 10th i think it could but i feel easy like, clap good enough I, I feel like it's dependent on the other team's choices all right let's move on to flag I think quest that's fair. uh this is the the last thing that we have a lot of like more confirmed rumors about in North America. Uh, you got Tuli Cooley. I'm pretty sure he's the mid laner. And then you have Johnson and Aframu reuniting. I th- Johnson was on this team last year and he renewed, I think. And then Aframu coming in from Dignitas. Uh, Aframu is like this veteran who's silently moving around the league, just sort of being an okay support. Uh, yeah. It'd have been interesting if he went to TSM. He's very consistent uh, for how long he's been here. Um, there isn't really a downside to getting him. Um, I'm going to hope that he can fix Johnson. They had that magic on Dignitas ages ago. I hope that he can fix him. I was unhappy I really do. when uh, Johnson left Dig. I was unhappy when Johnson played Asriel. Last split. It uh, made me very unhappy. So I really hope that him and Aphromoo can get the magic back. Uh, I don't know what to expect from the mid laner. There's no expectation there. Um, I think Tuli Cooley's. He's definitely from Academy. He wasn't starting. The question is are they bringing up uh, the rest of their Academy roster? Uh, Nixie no, over to the jungle or. Well, I have no clue who they'd have as a top laner. Uh, their current one one is Fake God, right? Um, I believe so. <laughs> Let me double check that. Watching Fake God play top lane hurt me. That man was bleeding gold. If they, I think Dignitas really could have done very well if they had a slightly better top laner. Mind you, um, they also I... had Dardock. Which was a problem, but get rid of Dardock, you you lose playoffs. I don't know what to tell you. Um, true. By the way, I believe it's Kumo. This is the top laner. Kumo's on FlyQuest. Correct. Yes, that is that's oh, what I'm talking about. I thought, I thought you were talking about Dignitas's top laner. Okay. No, we're talking the the roster moves we're talking about. So, I mean, I don't uh, I don't know if Kumo's staying or not. Uh, his contract ends next year. Yeah, um, and Jose has gone this year though. Like, where else would he go? I, well, Palafox left. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's I didn't realize that, Oh God, who's their mid laner now? That's the, the, the guys who Dave you were saying for the last couple right, of seconds. Tuli Kuli. I'm gonna assume that it's pronounced like Tukuli or Tukui, something around those pronunciations. Uh, do we have any other roster moves to talk about, though? Or to uh, we got one more. That is Levi coming back. Captain Levi. Hey! Uh, where is he going? We have no idea, but he's apparently been in talks with LCS orgs. Holy crap! That's amazing. For player or for coach? Uh, I'm assuming for player. Uh, I get the... Okay, so Levi like made a super team in uh, Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And Vietnam mm-hmm. hasn't been in the world for two years. Yes. 
and they might not be at the next two international events either. Yeah, I mean, you yep. can't blame the guy for coming back. So, leaving Vietnam sounds like a great option for all of these players who want to par- uh, participate in the international stage. Uh, yes. This has basically destroyed uh, Vietnam's chance of becoming at the next major region, though. So, uh, RIP Vietnam. Let's hope you can keep it going for another five years so you can hey. become a major region when COVID's finally dead in the next decade. Uh- yeah, I think they'll be able to pick it up. Uh, somehow, Vietnam's been able to produce a lot of good, a lot of good teams on the international stage. Like, of course, we remember Gigabyte Marines, but Phong Vu Buffalo wasn't that bad either. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think they've got a good chance later on. Understood. I'm looking forward to Levi coming back. He was uh, me too. Really it should be a Poggers moment. All right, uh, I am out of topics. Well, congratulations to Edward Gaming, and for the last time this season, Ant, you want to take us home? Yeah, that'll do it for us this week and this season on the Legendary League of Legends podcast. Uh, I don't know if you'll be able to catch us live next season. Uh, We'll see what happens. Uh, We'll see what goes down. (laughs) But uh, have a nice day. Have a great night, gang.